Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bruz, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show. I am Joshua Austin. And I am Lance Timmerman. Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. Lance, we got an email I want to read to you. It's not really a question, so I thought we kind of do this as like an email of the month kind of deal sure. or something. So okay. if anybody has any stories like this they want to share, shoot over an email. If it's like not really a question, okay. um, just a story you want to share, shoot, shoot, shoot us over an email at workinginterferences at gmail.com and we'll read it. And this one... Comes from our friend Hammer and Hank. And Hank writes, You and Lance talking about farting on a recent podcast reminded me of an amazing moment I witnessed a few years ago. Oh, no. After college, when I was applying to dental school, I worked as a dental assistant for a dentist named Tim who practiced in rural Georgia. This man was a solid two standard deviations away from the norm mentally. When you combine that with a thriving office as the only game in town, a super low cost of living lifestyle, and being old enough to retire, this man truly gave no fucks. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> One is, day is this he was getting ready. Georgia? <laughs> yeah, it could be. It could be our friend uh, Dickie Richards in Pixel Ditch, Georgia. <laughs> Uh, one day, he was getting ready to make some alginate impressions for dentures for an elderly man who, in conversation, was displaying some signs of senility and perhaps a bit of dementia. Tim sensed this immediately and decided to just test how aware this patient was. He stood directly next to the patient, locked eyes with me, raised one leg out to the side well past 45 degrees, and let rip an enormous fart. <laughs> The patient took absolutely no notice, but he did stare at me when I burst out laughing, so I had to quickly make my exit to go empty the autoclave. And this is what inspired me to become a dentist. Oh, my God. Lance, our listeners are the best. They really are. This is an amazing story. Oh, my God, that is so good. Oh, that totally beats my stories hands down or pants down. I don't, I don't remember when we were talking about farts. When were we talking about farts? Uh, I had this one patient in the chair where she just was old and gave me a Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. It yeah. was horrible. I remember. I, do you happen to recall what episode that was? I don't. That was. It, it wasn't that long ago either, though. So. No, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Jeez. So this that's a great story. So thank you, Hammer and Hank, for that story. Oh, we, um, and we got to meet this guy that uh, that inspired you. This, this Tim? Is... Yeah. I feel like I need to send Tim a sticker for this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh, wow. Well, Lance. Lance, Lance, Lance. So tell me, are you heading back today from, from Italy? Is that your... Yes. Uh, yeah, today is, uh, is, is head home day. Uh, awesome. it, it, Italy's been great. Uh, there certainly hasn't been any sort of... Ir- didn't get arrested. Run- yeah, no run-ins with Interpol or anything okay. like that, for sure. That's good. Um, you know, obviously that, that didn't happen. Did you keep calling everybody Mario everywhere you went? <laughs> Was that your... Um, yeah. Calling the waiter uh, over, hey, hey, instead of Garçon, you were like, hey, Mario. Yeah, 
Giuseppe. A lot of Giuseppe's. Okay. Okay. A lot of Giuseppe's. Interesting. Um, So I don't want to say that there was a visit to the embassy Mm -hmm. to, you know, kind of work out some sort of... uh, diploma, you know, diplomatic immunity Some sort, sort of, of deal. Was there someone on like a bridge and they had to give somebody, send them across as you cross the bridge simultaneously? Yes, that's exactly right. That's okay. exactly right. Tom um, Hanks is your new best friend? Yes. <laughs> Tom Hanks is, is America's <laughs> best friend. I think friend, so. Lance. I think America's sweetheart for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. No. Um, Italy has been great, Lance. Thank you for asking. Awesome. I wish I could regale you with all of the stories. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's almost it's almost as if none of them have happened yet. It's, it's <laughs> kind of how it goes. Yeah, um, you know. Yeah, that's. We've got a lot of questions to answer, yes. Lance. I think we should get on get to, to that it. and get out of okay. the. Uh, uh, no, no one cares about my. Uh, no, they don't. Italy stories. I don't. I don't think, especially the ones that haven't happened that's, yet. That's a good. So, that's a good bet. <laughs> Lance, this is an advice show. We uh, sort of. You normally say something when I say that. Yeah, I, was, I know. Kind of. Lance, this is an advice show. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> we, ans- <laughs> we answer your questions. We answer questions we find on all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We strive to help dentists and dental team members with our own unique brand of advice. So please... We need your questions. They are the sustenance that we crave. You can submit your t- questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now, we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? No. We don't want to. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, hey, it's Tim. What's the best alginate to use for <laughs> denture impressions? Because we all know that rubber base is what you should have been using for those denture impressions because the odor of it would have totally covered any <laughs> fart smell that was in the room. Yeah, some, sometimes smells are strategic. That's exactly right. We want the tough <laughs> questions. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. With that, question one, listener Zach asks, Howdy, Josh and Lance. I'm a fourth-year dental student in Houston. I wasn't awesome enough to get into either AEGD residencies in San Antonio. What were these programs really looking for? Could it be that I dissed the Spurs pretty bad in the interviews? I couldn't help myself. The podcast kicks butt. Gracias, Zach. Lance, did you do a residency? I did not. Great. This is going to be awesome (laughs) because you're going to have two people who have no experience with residencies commentating on what it takes to get into a residency. This is about as on point as if we were telling our listeners how to find the G spot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Which doesn't exist, by the way. I, you know, I think it's, I do think it's an urban legend. I will admit. It's just something they want to do to kind of mess with you, but it's not there. It's, it's mythical. It's it's like the, um, it's like the Holy Grail. Right, right. It's it's it means something else. It's a great story, but right. it, it's it's more symbolic than anything. You spend your life looking for it; it's going to come up empty. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? Uh, how many people? Like, what percentage of your class chose to do a residency, Lance? Do you remember? You know, I mean, I'm not. I'm not expecting yeah. you to know it to like the two decimal points no. or something like that. I'm just saying, like, I just if you were to roughly guesstimate, I, I want to say it was maybe like five of them. So five. What? Out of seven, I don't think there were many of us. Really? We had a handful in the military, um, but only. Okay, like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to count that. Yeah, I don't count it either. 
So I want to say, well, not not that many did any. Um, so I, I don't I don't know. Okay, we were much different than that. We were, I, I'm going to guess, 50%, if not more. Wow. Holy shit. See, now, this is they're always blowing smoke up our ass when you're in dental school. And they said that we, we had so many requirements at Oregon that uh, when we graduated, we were already capable of, of going straight to private practice. So don't worry about right. it. Um, they probably say that to everybody at every school. But I, I, that's what I did. I just went straight to private practice and, and bought. I, I didn't, didn't get mentored or anything. So I believed it. <laughs> that's an interesting thing that, that you say because my dental school said the same exact thing it said when you leave this school you will be trained to be a good general general dentist mm-hmm. and i'm not sure that everybody felt that way mm. what do you ta- do you think that you were ready yeah you know honestly i, I felt pretty capable um and, and especially i'm the bottom of my class and i still felt capable i mean how many how many dentures did you have to do I probably ended up doing maybe six sets, so 12 arches. Oh, shit. We had to do 20. Um, wow, that's a lot. Yeah, see, I think we struggled to find... I think our requirement was like four arches. Hmm. Um, so finding finding six was, was just like I kind of looked into it at the end. It was like, yeah, I might as well do it. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, there's a run on the denture patients early. Yeah, see, we were really not floated, you know... Portland. Oh yeah, yeah. A bunch sure. of uh, you know tree huggers and everything like that. So there's no fluoride. So there was just a massive amount of teeth to work on. You know, I had to do like 150 amalgams and like 50 gold crowns, and we. I, I felt like I had done enough that I probably would be fine. Um, and then you jump in both feet, you sink or swim. Did you? At any point, did you consider it? It was just I get with that number. With that number being so low. I guess the idea of a general practice or an AGD residency just wasn't really, yeah. hadn't really caught on is what I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I, I didn't consider it at all. And most of the friends, okay. we, we didn't. I had a friend, he went to North Carolina to do one, I think mostly because he wanted to get away from the West Coast and it was a way to dip your toes in someplace else without. Yeah, um, I can see that. You know, it's a much higher percentage, but I never, of my class, but I never considered it like a general practice residency. It just didn't, it wasn't something I was going to do. I did consider perio for a while uh, and went to the point of like filling out my application. Uh, Lance Timmerman, DMD, (laughs) Tuck Willa, Washington, 97506. Double check on that zip code. I don't know. If you're going to send hate mail, please send it there. Um... So I had my application like filled out and ready. Really? Oh, so you crossed your mind to the point. And I remember standing outside of the office where you turn it in. I remember standing there, um, and like there was the office, and 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 just thought about kind of what that would mean if I and and I don't mean this to sound like I was a shoe in to get in or anything that's uh-huh. not kind of what I'm saying I'm like if I turn this in there's a good chance that I'll never do a crown prep again after you know when I start right like that that I will only do perio stuff right right, right. And so I said, you know, I'm going to give myself another day to think about it. And I gave myself another day to think about it. And really, that was, I think, just my brain saying that you don't really want to do this. And so I I never turned it in. So I honestly have no earthly idea what residency directors are looking for. But I do know a couple of things because my hygienist dad 
runs a uh, perio residency. We talked to him a few episodes ago. I don't remember what episode it was. It was the one where we had the uh, the the new segment impose on a right. expert. Yeah, yeah. And I went to his house and asked him about uh, asked him about uh, all the uh, all the stuff with um, supervised neglect. Right. So he. He has echoed to me a few times mm-hmm. that it's getting harder and harder to be a residency director and pick out of the applicants because, and I don't know if you knew this, national board scores are now pass-fail. Oh, really? Yes. So if you remember, we had to take, I don't know how you did it, but we had to take two national boards. Mm-hmm. One after the second year. Correct. One at some point during your fourth year. Yeah, I think it was December of senior year. Yeah. And we got a number score. Yeah. And I remember sort of a chart that someone had made. I don't remember the source on it. But the chart was, hey, if you don't get X score, if you don't get like a 90 or 95, you can forget ortho. Right. You know, if you don't if you don't get a, an 85, you can forget endo. You know, that's kind of how it was. Okay. Um, and I I don't know if those numbers are right or whatever, so I'm just saying there were sort of scales. Mm-hmm. And now that it's pass fail, that was sort of the one thing. It was like what I would relate it to is the 40 yard dash in the in the NFL Combine. Mm-hmm. You know, the 40 yard dash is is stance. It's for everybody. It's 40 yards, right? Right. Whereas you watch film and you let's say you're watching film on a defensive back from Alabama versus a defensive back from Appalachian State, the guy from Appalachian State may be better, but he's always going to look better on film because he's playing against lesser competition than Alabama is. Right. So the one things you can go to are like the metrics and measurables where you could say specifically, hey, the guy from Appalachian State ran a 4240. The guy from Alabama ran a 4440. We at least know that this sort of will give us some kind of clue on a standard field right. you know what would happen. Right. They they don't have that anymore. Residency directors don't have it's a pass fail. That sounds crazy. And GPAs, according to um Dr. Mealy, are inflated everywhere. Sure. So you can't really go by GPAs anymore to tell who's a good student. So the National Board score is one of the few things they had that was like, okay, e- equal playing field you know, where are we at with this person? What can I expect? And now they don't have that. Is it just a response to all the snowflakes that always got participation trophies and all that kind of stuff? I believe that's what it is. Holy shit. Don't, so don't quote me on that. Okay. Like, I don't know. Right. Like, I think the, I think the person to direct that to is the ADA or whatever. I don't know. The ADA is the one who administrates the national board exam. Although the, that's kind of changing as we go forward, they're going to become much more sort of uh, arm's length relationship with that, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. Um, wow. So I, I hate to tell you this, buddy. I hate to tell you this. Who, who asked this question, Zach? I hate to tell you, Zach. You really should have kept that Spurs shit to yourself. That interview <laughs> might be really important <laughs> when they can't go by national board scores and... GPAs are sort of a worthless thing that they throw out. Yeah. That interview might be Without. <laughs> might it might be really important. Yeah, and you, you just talk some shit about Popovich. You and thought that it was funny. Go well here. Yeah, it's not funny here, man. That's all we have. It is all we have. Wow. 
Yeah, that was bad score. That was bad news. <laughs> I do know, so the there's two AGD programs here. There's one at the dental school uh-huh. that's, uh, you know, run uh, by, it's actually run by an endodontist named uh, Luis Yepes. Okay. Um, and I've talked to their residents every year for the last few years. And they're, they're a great group. When they do their interview, they make you do a hands-on part of your interview. They make you prep a crown on a type of dot. Really? And you have like 45 minutes to prep a crown and make a temporary, which I love. Wow. I really do. I love that. Because there's these, some of these schools, like Howard Dental School in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. where they're graduating, like having done six crowns. Oh, jeez. Six. Now, when they have you prep the crown to prove your, your worthiness, do they, do you bring your own tools or do they give you their own? No, that yeah, they give you like a, you know, they set you up. It's, with. It's not with, like on Python and Holy Grail where you cut down a tree with a herring? Yeah, no, you don't have to worry about <laughs> okay, that. Okay. You don't have to worry about that. They give you stuff and... <laughs> Imagine somebody pulls out a a Swiss Army knife and just starts hacking away at the ivory tooth, (laughs) trying to put a margin on it. Uh, Uh, We need more bevel. I love that idea, though. I really do love the idea of here, do this. You should be. This is senior year. You should be able to do this. Let's see how good you are. Right. I love it. Um, the other residency here is a VA residency, which is actually super hard to get into for a couple different reasons. Number one is the VA residency pays really well. Hmm. I want to say it pays like forty grand a year, and that was like hmm. fifteen years ago. So I think it probably pays more than that now, probably forty five or fifty grand a year. Okay, and there's no weekend call. Oh, nice. So it's like eight to five or whatever. And the cool thing about the VA is it's all VA patients who are like who are considered 100% disabled by, by the VA. That doesn't necessarily mean they can't walk. Mm-hmm. That's not what I mean by that. Right. Um, so everything you treatment plan, you get to do. Everything's paid for. So patients, don't, you don't have to get any case acceptance. That's that's pretty sweet. So if you treatment plan 100 full mouth cases, you're going to do 100 full mouth cases. Wow. Which is really cool. So that one's, that one gets a ton of applications. I think that one gets four or 500 applications every year. Jesus. To, to weed through. So that's a tough one, Zach. I don't know if... if, if dogging on the spurs hurt you that one but the other one i think it might yeah that was uh, bad timing yeah yeah what would you have said instead you have to blow smoke up their asses about popovich and the spurs oh right? yeah you say something like it's, i want some nasty i'm here to get nasty uh, uh yeah i love that tara that part in the timeout when when greg popovich <laughs> said he wanted some more nasty i love greg popovich i wish you were my father that's right all that kind of stuff right yeah i'm assuming so he goes to dental school in houston so i'm assuming he's a rockets fan yeah yeah. you gotta and, get over and that. that is that is a problematic um rivalry between the spurs and the Rockets. is it pretty ugly it, it is when when the teams are good. So okay. it goes back to the mid '90s when the Rockets had Olajuwon mm-hmm. and the Spurs had David Robinson, mm-hmm. and they would meet like in the Western Conference Finals or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I can see that being uh, pretty ugly. Yeah, so we don't we don't love the Rockets, mm-hmm. and they don't love us. But you got to keep that. <laughs> you yeah. got to do the interview. Yeah, it's it's all about Especially timing. Especially when that like it, all right. So let's say. Especially the interview was wearing a, a hat that has the spurs on it. Yeah, or they're like in the office and there's like a Tim Duncan poster in the corner. Yeah. You should just talk about how awesome Tim Duncan is. Exactly. That's a really good idea. Even if you have to take a shower afterwards right. because you feel dirty. That's right. We all have to We all have to kiss ass. Pop in a breath mint before you suck his dick. It's, it's all about the way. Absolutely. It's, yeah. It's. Especially if, if you said something 
and like if you wrote this enough to where the person remembered it and then they're looking through and they have no other metrics to really look at like no numerical metrics mm-hmm. i could totally see that being something <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. is like oh yeah this guy was kind of a dick about the rockets forget him i don't want to spend a year with this guy that, exactly because you will be i'm assuming you're going to have a lot of close interpersonal time with this person and if if they are hating on you because of the rivalry and stuff, that's that's a real thing. It would be like if someone that went to school at Pacific came and interviewed for an associate job at your office right. and started talking 49ers mess. Yeah, they're out. It'd be like... Why bother? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Zach. It's probably a bad idea, Zach. I wish you would have asked this question before your interview yeah. instead of after, yeah. because we could have set you a little straight on this one, actually, and given you some, some good advice. What are some good things that they could talk about in an interview for next time, for next year when he reapplies? Well, it's apparently not GPA in test scores. I would just say, I would say how, how, how hard you nailed that national board. Yeah. Because they were- don't have any way to prove it. True. Like, oh, dude, I just, I aced that thing. I was done. I aced that. I, 30 minutes. I aced both of them. I got every question right except one, and that was on Bolton's analysis. And that's because I don't like ortho. <laughs> and that's going to be fine because they're going to say, like, yeah, we hate ortho too. That's right. Forget ortho. Yeah. Um, that's why it's a- like, yeah, I missed that one question on Bolton's analysis because I thought they were talking about Michael Bolton, and I'm not into that. And that um, and then, yeah. And then, and then part one of the national board, I aced that one. I made that one my bitch. And, uh, you know, the score, you know, it's just a pass fail. So there's no way that you could ever check that. Uh, but you're just going to have to believe me. Right. You're going to have to believe yeah. me that I nailed it. I'm the best at taking tests ever. Um, just get real Donald Trump with it, right? Like, just talk about how great you, you did on the national board because there's no way that anybody could ever check that. <laughs> yeah, you're there to make GPRs great again. Absolutely. And have a red hat that says it. For sure. Let's make GPRs or AGDs great again. Oh, that's right. AGD. Yeah. <laughs> talk about uh, I would talk about how how uh how much you're dedicated to helping other people, like other residents that like you're so good that you're going to finish your patient early. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you're going to stick around to help everybody else out because you're a, you're a team player and there's no I in team. Lance, I don't know if you know that. There's a me, but there's no I. Not in English. <laughs> In another language, is there? <laughs> yeah, in French, it's the word is "équipe." E- oh, okay. Q U I P E. Yeah. Well, we're going to hope they don't speak French. That's what we're going to hope. The chances are they don't. They shouldn't. <laughs> I know. I know both the directors of the programs here in San Antonio. I'm pretty sure neither one of them speaks French. There you go. So I think you should be okay. Yeah, you're, you're good. So Lance, just don't or what, Zach, just don't talk shit next time. How about that? Yeah. This is coming from two people who love to talk shit. There's a time and a place for talking shit. And an interview for an AGD spot is not it. Exactly. I talk so much shit, but they, people are surprised when, when I don't. They're like, what? And I'm like, I know when. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you just said, but <laughs> <laughs> did you have a stroke? No. <laughs> you said, I yeah, know when? I, I know when. I know when to talk shit. I know when not to talk shit. Oh, you know when? Okay. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I, I guess I had a stroke I because <laughs> I heard something completely different. <laughs> Holy moly. Maybe I did have a stroke. I, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we both had strokes at the same time. 
that would be good podcast oh. if we both had strokes at the same time. It's just 45 minutes of both of you and me going, nah. What does drool sound like? like? It sounds like cows <laughs> mooing back and forth. Oh. All right. Zach, next year when you apply, wear a Spurs jersey, wear a Spurs hat, wear a shirt that says Popovich for president, and uh, and you'll be good. Should be. You will be good. Question two. This one's a little long, man, so bear with me here. We're going to make it through this. We're going to make it through alive. Okay? Okay. Gina asks, I need advice on handling a particularly stinky situation. On Monday, I came out of my private office and realized that something doesn't smell right. As I walked towards the front, the stench got worse. This was unusual because my office always smells great. There's a scented candle wax warmer in every nook and cranny. That sounds kinky. It really does. Pharmacryosol is permanently <laughs> Pharmacryosol is permanently banned. Pixar didn't happen. And everyone on my team knows that any attempt to warm up fish in the microwave will result in immediate termination. That's Lance Timmerman <laughs> tactics right there. Seattle Protocol. No warming, no warnings or write-ups. Boom. As I walked up to the front and opened the door into the billing office, both billers almost simultaneously raised collars on their warm-up jackets to cover their noses. Me? What's going on? One of my billers. I think it's the patient from last Friday. I walked back to my private office, got a bottle of citrus magic that magically arrived from Amazon that same day and was sitting in my office. That, and was sitting in my office, pressed the plunger and went through my 6,000 square feet, humble brag, humble. With, the, with the plunger pressed, spreading the magic throughout the office. Oh, that sounds dirty. <laughs> the nods that I got from team members I've encountered on the way made me realize I wasn't being too sensitive. When I got to the reception, I came next to the offending patient and gave two extra heart sprays in his direction, hoping he'll get the message. The patient smiled broadly. I'm back. Breathlessly, I focused hard on saying, I can see, although I can smell almost rolled off my lips. Then I gave another nice long push. <laughs> Jesus, Jeannie, you're killing me. <laughs> on the citrus magic plunger before hiding in my office. He is seeing my associate, but he knows who I am because I've treated his parents. Fifteen minutes later, my patient care coordinator stumbled into my office completely pale. She sank into my chair looking like she was about to faint. The best thing I could think of at the time was to quickly brew a cup of Nespresso and stick it into her hands. When she regained her color, all she could say while still gagging is, you have to do something about this. She didn't drink the coffee, but the strong Nespresso smell brought her back. We are not talking about the usual bad BO or perio odor or smoking odor, although the patient is a heavy smoker. This man smells like he is decomposing. He smells like a zombie. He is referred to us by his parents who are wonderful patients of many years. He is 54. Um, but he is, to say the least, strange and very smelly. He smells like gangrene. He marked nothing on his medical history, but he let it slip that he's seeing a doctor outside of the U.S. for something because of insurance. He also has clubbed fingers and toes, which he says he is sensitive about and does not want to discuss. <laughs> he has an appointment on Friday for extractions. I need to address this now. Beyond the smell, I suspect that there are medical issues that need to be addressed before extractions and probably contribute to the smell. But the smell is the deal breaker. Where do I start this conversation when I call him tomorrow? Well, Lance, we got another stinky boy here. Yeah, I think I think we've had stinky boys on the show before. A few times. I know yeah. we had a. I know we had a sticky boy. Well, there's always something sticky recently. Yeah. Um, but this seems more like like sticky that stinky than sticky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or this seems like it's more than just sticky though. Right. 
or stinky. Jesus. Yeah. Why are sticky and stinky the same? Like it's the same words. It's too much. It's too much. Um, this seems like a decomposing boy, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is a dead boy. I, <laughs> what, do we do, what do we do about this decomposing boy? The easiest thing, you, you'd be total passive aggressive. You just give a referral. You try on extraction. Say, okay, here's here's the deal. Go see this uh, surgeon. Adam, Adam. Yeah. You're out. Do you remember in elementary school? And you're older than me, so either this happened a lot for you or not <laughs> much. I don't know. Did you go to elementary school in Seattle? Uh, yeah. In the at least in the area. Yeah. Um. So that while well, this may never, this may not have happened for you. Then actually, um. Do you remember in elementary school when sometimes you'd go outside for class when the weather was nice? Well, that that never happened. So no. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> at least here in San Antonio, there are plenty of times like in the fall and the spring when the weather's really nice. Okay. And we would like, the teacher would just decide like, hey, it's a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go outside for class. And okay. we'd go outside and read whatever, you know, if you read whatever passage from, of Mice and Men or whatever bullshit we were reading. And we'd, we'd have our discussion of it literarily outside. Okay. Uh, that seems like a good idea here. Right? <laughs> like, hey, it's a beautiful day today. Let's do these 28 extractions outside <laughs> on the lawn. What could go wrong? Well, I... I see nothing wrong with that approach. It's <laughs> you can move a dental chair outside, right? It's not you that can hard. Move a it got in there outside. somehow, right? It be pretty, right. It should be easy. Yeah. So you run an extension cord, it'll be fine. All you really need is a Dremel, uh, you know, a lazy boy chair and a Dremel. It's an extraction. If you're good, you don't need a handpiece. That's right. right? You're supposed to. It, the That's challenge is, can I do the whole thing with the uh, elevators only? I don't mean right. no forceps. If this guy's that stinky, Left-handed. there's some there's some freaking perio going on here. Uh, a handpiece should not be involved. Exactly, exactly. Um, how about this? I got an idea. Um, how about you offer a free shower with every extraction visit? Like it's a super cool office experience. Right, right. Uh, Have you heard of that uh, Emirates uh, A380? Yeah. That Airbus A380 that has a shower suite? Yep. And that's... It's an experience, you know, to have a ticket that lets you in the shower suite. This is the deal. You you have a shower suite in your office, don't you? I do. I'm assuming at 6,000 square feet, Gina's got a shower in her office somewhere. 6,000 square feet, there should be at least one, if not two showers there. Yeah. You're offering him an exclusive in-office experience because his parents are valued patients. Mm -hmm. He's going to get a chance to shower in the office before and after his extractions. Absolutely. Yeah, How about that? Sometimes they have, you know, I don't do this routinely, but occasionally I remember to do it, but you have them switch with chlorhexidine before you do the operative just to decrease the bacteria. Yes. So. That's an excellent idea. But instead of swishing with chlorhexidine, have you ever seen Flashdance? <laughs> right. Exactly. I was thinking that the emergency spot, you know, there's the eye wash station. There's yes, also the, just, the thing where you pull and it's just like Flashdance and the water comes yes. crashing down. And he just gets in a chair and he makes that like arching back mm-hmm. thing. Yep. And pulls that lever and just a bucket of chlorhexidine. And he just arches his back and just looks super sensual. That's right. With his clubbed feet and toes. And <laughs> just make fingers. sure you, you light it tastefully so that it's backlit. Yes. And you get the silhouette Definitely. Action. That's right. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's a good one. Do you know anybody, like especially on your Facebook friends list, who sells uh, essential oil diffusers? Uh, you know, I used to see people bringing it up on Facebook for a while. I haven't seen them for a while. Yeah. Seems like everybody's got like some friend who sells that bullshit. Yeah, some MLM and <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. You've got a friend that either sells that or Advocare, right? Or those those stupid wraps that are supposed to like make you go from being twenty five pounds overweight to then having a six pack. Right. Have you ever seen those? Right. I call it Photoshop. Here's a newsflash. 
Yeah, here's a news flashlight so those don't work. <laughs> okay. You've got some friend who sells some kind of essential oil diffuser. Yeah. You're going to you're going to load up your wax melts with all the newest wax melts you can find. Then you're going to get some essential oil diffusers, as many as you can fit into your office. And you're going to light them all up. And I'm pretty sure that those things make like a smoky thing that comes out of them. Mm-hmm. And when you have like 19 of them in one operatory, it's going to be real smoky in there, right? The other thing you could do is I'm in Washington. And uh, so pot's legal. And they got this thing called the yeah. volcano. And it like takes the bud and it and makes it into a vape and vaporizes it. And, yes. Uh, and it, you just saw logs of cotton. Just everything, everywhere. Just the, make it like a fog machine, like when the Seahawks come out of the yes. tunnel. And yes. uh, he has to come, pass through the the Mary yes. Jane Tunnel. And when he says when he says something like, "Why is there so much like fog and smoke in here?" You say, uh, "Hey, we're having a seance for all the teeth we're about to extract." <laughs> That's <on> right. You. <laughs> we're going to be saying goodbye to all of them individually. And uh, you want you want to know one smell that will cover up anything? Sure. Sc- scorched microwave popcorn. <laughs> yeah. That shit will cover up anything. I think you're right. So before he comes in, you just put a, a bag of popcorn in the microwave for about, I don't know, 12 and a half minutes should do, and just scorch the shit out of That'll it. That'll do it. And then you, that's all you're going to smell. I promise. <laughs> I promise. But I think Lance is right. You got to refer this guy yeah. out. Uh, There's something. Just say you need a med consult and send him to an urgent care or something like that. Yeah. Uh, or send him to OMS and let them do the the consult. Yeah, because if, if he if he's totally edentulated and comes back and still smells, then yeah, it's not teeth. Well, yeah, I think we know it's not teeth. <laughs> I mean, we know it's probably something else. The, the whole deal is just I, I I don't think any of us have the doubt that that Gina's associate could get all these teeth out with no problem. Mm-hmm. The problem is is like at what cost? Yeah. To what end? And I I just don't think it's worth it. Are you going to make enough money off these stupid extractions to make it work, to make it worth having to put up with this bullshit? Like for you and your team? No, obviously not. You wrote 2,000 words on this experience. (laughs) I know. I know know because I had to read them all. Yes. And and what's what's interesting, I mean, I've had patients that they didn't apparently smell this bad, but yeah, they did linger. That smells lingered hours after they were gone. Do you have to let it linger? (laughs) Do you have to? Do you have to? Sorry. That's okay. I think it's like cranberries. Is that right? right? That's right. That's right. Nice. She's dead. Oh, God. And it's, <laughs> now we got our Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. And this, I'm, I just, it just sucks. Yeah. It really sucks. I just started listening to a, uh, my favorite podcast is called, uh, but my favorite podcast besides working interference is obviously, uh, obviously, is called uh, Last Podcast on the Left. Mm-hmm. And they just started a series on the Tupac and Biggie Oh, the whole rivalry and murders and conspiracies and all that kind of stuff. Interesting. And uh, man, they're playing some some of that stuff, some of the Tupac and the Biggie and like, like Dear Mama. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, it's so freaking talented. It's what could that what could that guy have done had he not died right. when he was whatever twenty four years old or whatever? It's just heartbreaking, heartbreaking. What happens when when someone like that who still has a bunch to give uh, is is no longer with us? So 
Anyway, how did we get on that? <laughs> oh, I started singing the cranberries. Oh, that's right. And I go went straight um, to death. So yeah, get this. Just get this guy out of your office. He's not a full mouth case. He's not paying fifty grand cash for something. Right. Just get rid of him. Refer him out. There's obviously something going on. Your gut is telling you that there's something medically. Rely on that. Like rely on that. And refer him out. Get him the hell out of here. You agree? I totally agree. Yeah, I think we're both to say like, man, specialists are specialists for a reason. And I know like your oral surgeon who gets this case is probably going to be a little pissed off at first, but I'm assuming you send them a bunch of other stuff too. And this just comes around, this comes around with it, man. There are times that, that endodontists or whatever will send me a case to do a crown on a patient and it's a really bitch of a crown prep. And it's like, yeah, but this is what I do. There's no one else for me to refer this to. Exactly. Like the buck stops with me and I've got to be able to do it because this is what I do. And the oral surgeon is, that's what they do. They handle patients like that. Yeah. That's why they went to residency. They can charge more fees because they did that and they do that stuff and they know how to handle these situations and they know how to work with physicians more than we do. For sure. Because they do it more often. And I think, trust your gut, Gina. There's something going on with this guy medically. Yeah. Do you want to, I mean, I know we're talking about this sort of in a funny way from a, oh, it smells in the office kind of way, but something's going on. And, and do you really want your associate to get hung up in the middle of somebody who's not going to heal and have some osteonecrosis of the jaw or something crazy, get some endocarditis or something because they have some crazy infection going on? Yeah. That you knew in your heart was going on and you just let your associate jump into it. I'm assuming your associate's younger. Like, get this out of there. Get this off their books and get this to someone who can handle it. Yeah, him. this guy's full of MRSA. Get rid of him. Absolutely. And do you really want to take out teeth on someone who's full of MRSA? Hell no. The last thing I want to do is create a bunch <laughs> of wounds on someone like that that are going to have to heal. Hmm. Yeah. Get this guy out of your office like this. And, and just, and, and you have to guise it in the form of I'm doing this because this is the right thing to do for you as the patient. This is the right thing to do for your health. Yeah. Right? Pretend you care. Pretend you care. <laughs> That's my daily motto. <laughs> and, and then after, after everything goes down, he's going to, he's going to send you a card and it's going to say, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> I'm going to do it again, Lan. I'm going to sing two times on the same question. Thank you, you for being, being a friend. <laughs> we, uh, my, yesterday was my, uh, it's a family birthday party. Okay. And my mother lives in an assisted living place, uh-huh. like a senior living center. And yeah. so I went to go pick her up to take her to the party. Okay. And then took her back and dropped her off afterwards. And the lady that lives across the hall from my mother likes to watch TV really loudly with the door open. Okay. And as we're walking my mother in, what do I hear? No, you, did you really? Thank you for being a friend. She was watching the Golden Girls, and I just realized it's the most on-brand thing possible. Someone in a senior living center watching the Golden Girls reruns. It was huh. amazing. Well. It was amazing. Seems appropriate. And I get on, and I, I get in my mother's room, and I turn on the TV, and I'm going to let you take one guess as to what was on her TV. It was not Golden Girls. Not Golden Girls? Uh, Matlock? Forensic Files. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's totally another old person show. Okay. Not Murder, She Wrote? Not Murder, She I don't think Murder, She Wrote's on anymore. Uh, no, either. It's Golden Girls. Yeah, apparently it is. <laughs> well. I bet it's on Nick at Night or something Probably, like that. Probably, yeah. Nice. Nice. Alrighty, question three. Reddit user Frown D asks, random gag from nothing? 
I'm 18 male at the moment, and I'm just wondering if this is normal. In the mornings before around 12 to 1 a.m., I get these really random gags, like a gag reflex from nowhere. I would say I get one every 15 to 25 minutes, but when I brush my teeth, it gets extremely bad at the point where my body makes a sound telling me it's about to throw up. Is this normal? Started about two weeks ago. After 12, it goes away until the next day. I have a history of bad gag reflexes, but I've never had random ones like this. Lance, is that normal? No, it's not normal. And I would also say, if you don't already, don't start to suck a dick. (laughs) Are you a gagger, Lance? I'm not. Like if you're getting impressions or something? Okay. No, no. I, I kind of am. If I focus really, really hard, I can avoid it. Um, but I don't know about this like sound before you gag. Yeah, I'm kind of curious what that sound is because I'm not familiar with, but with I, it. Uh, yeah, I don't have a ton of experience with any sounds before the gag. But I will say that uh, having done enough sedation that um, very rarely is there really a gag reflex. It's more of a, a gag response. Mental, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, I think we all know now it's sort of airway related, right? Yeah. The, the gag reflex is a response. I think it's a, res, at least in my opinion, it's a response for when your body thinks it's going to have trouble keeping and maintaining an airway. Mm-hmm. And so it's a preemptive sort of, I'm going to keep my airway open at all costs. Yeah. I haven't had someone ever tell me that something was like this and then it went away at noon and then. Yeah. Why is this just a morning thing? Yeah. It's like morning wood, but it's a morning gag. <laughs> yeah. It seems really weird. At least one's beneficial and this one isn't. Uh, I have an idea. Do you now? And, and I, you know, I, I mean, I think this is going to be right. I think, I think, I think I'm going to be on the right side of history with this one. Okay. I think this guy's house is haunted. I think there's a ghost. I think the ghost is a pervert. Okay. And I think the ghost keeps trying to put his ghost penis into his, this guy's mouth. And that it's not a gag from nowhere. It's a gag because you have a, big honking ghost penis in your mouth well that's makes sense i mean it certainly makes as much sense just a big honking ghost crank just a (laughs) huge ghost crank ghost dong (laughs) ghost dong killer that's the one of the wu-tang clan i think right oh yeah okay a big honking ghost dong just he's just working it in your mouth i could just be sitting and doing nothing and it comes from nowhere Okay. And you're uh, and, and and this person's like uh, conscious mind, his his uh, whatever the left side his of his conscious mind, his frontal cortex is not picking up on the clues from an energy field standpoint that there's a ghost in the room. Yeah, you should but check for um, his limbic system knows. His limbic system can tell. But his frontal cortex doesn't want to believe it, and his limbic system is is saying like, "Get this big honking ghost crank out of my mouth." So remember in, in Ghostbusters, they had that little machine that was checking out all the ectoplasmic energy or something yeah. like that. See, he's he's a natural version of that, and he, he can sense yes. when there's a ghost in the room, and his gag reflex starts uh, acting. It's up. going because his mouth has been repeatedly violated by a ghost crank. Yeah. Here, okay. I've watched I've watched Ghostbusters fairly in the last couple of years, okay. and there's a weird scene in Ghostbusters that I did not remember. I mean, I remember it, but I don't remember it being as weird as it was. Okay. 
Do you remember the scene where Dan Aykroyd, I think it's Dan Aykroyd, is like laying down and his zipper comes down and then he starts like moaning in ecstasy as the ghost gives him oral pleasure? I don't recall that one. <laughs> you don't remember that? No. <laughs> All right. That must be the, the director's just, cut. No. I. How do you spell Aykroyd? Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd ghost blowjob. Let's see what comes up with that. All right. That that happens. This this is a thing because okay. there's there's hits there's hits that bring this up. Okay. Here's this website called decider.com and the headline is so that happened. Dan Aykroyd got a blowjob from a ghost in Ghostbusters. Go to All right, so go to Google and just search Dan Aykroyd ghost blowjob and go to the first hit. It's from decider.com. And and you'll see the look on Dan Aykroyd's face, and then you'll see like the gifs or the gifs if you want to be real pain in the ass about it of the ghost unzipping his pants, and then he makes like the cross-eyed look of like he's in ecstasy. So we're uh, did you say decider dot com? Yeah, it's the first hit okay. when you search for Dan Aykroyd ghost blowjob. Okay, two thousand sixteen. All right, and it's opening. So that do happened. you remember this scene in the movie? I I don't, but... Has it been a while since you've yeah, seen it? Yeah, it's been a little while. I mean, hell, right. I mean, I was, what, 14 when it came out? So I, that was way back then. But we did make the kids watch it just because there's certain movies that you want the kids to watch. Now I'm second-guessing... Your, your children got to see this, Lance. Uh, second-guessing many choices. Okay, so now... Uh, I, can't, I guess I do remember. Okay, yeah. so if you scroll down... Here's what it says at the bottom. It says, Aykroyd had a very interesting take on the scene. This is a quote from Dan Aykroyd. I don't miss anything that we didn't use. The ghost in the fort, the seduction ghost, in paranormal research, that's a common thing. Ghosts doing sexual things to people. I have a friend who had three women visit him in a haunted house in Louisiana, and it was one of the greatest nights of his life. But in under two hours, you obviously can't have everything. This is what's happening with this Reddit. I'm telling you, this wow. is I'm on the right side of history here. This is it's the inverse of this scene. So in this particular scene, it's Dan Aykroyd receiving oral copulation from a ghost. But what's happening to I forget the gentleman's name or the person's name, it doesn't oh, you know he does say mail. What happened to Frown D is the opposite huh. of this. Well, name I don't a want better to. explanation. <laughs> <laughs> some of the other reddits are like are you under Who a lot of it? stress i don't know man everybody has stress right, and right. Not walking around gagging all the time that was one of them do you have post nasal drip yeah uh yeah it's somebody I like one of the dental student asked and that do you have post nasal drip i sometimes gag randomly in the morning but i think it's a combo of stress and post nasal drip <laughs> irrigating back of my throat oh yeah. irritating <laughs> right sorry freudian slip try gargling with salt water first thing in the morning to see if it helps and maybe i think this person and the question ask ask her both have a ghost that lives in their house that's putting their big, huge ghost crank into their mouth. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. When they don't know about it. <laughs> yeah, it's time to dig. <laughs> Let's do some digging. What do you say? Yeah, we always should. 
Should we? I don't even know if we should. Exactly. Last week it didn't turn out bad. All right. So this is Frowndy. Um, huh. He's from Sweden. There's some stuff in Swedish here. He's into PC modding. Um, is there anything good here? All right. Oh, my God. Listen to this. He posted something in a, in a, a PC help Reddit. My parents complained that their computer kept shutting down randomly. What could be the reason? Ghost schlong? Uh, you have a ghost. <laughs> the ghost is trying to look at ghost porn and shutting down the computer, and they can't the get to it because they don't have the right password to get through the, uh, the only thing they can do is just the shut deals. it down. Yes. <laughs> There's no... I, that just further <laughs> hardens the, the, what, uh, what my yeah, postulate it, it, is. I think... It's the only thing that makes sense, honestly. Let's see. Um, hmm. He has forty dollars in his or account. Swedish kroners. Yeah, he just it, it says forty. I mean, it has forty dollars as American dollar sign. So I don't know if he's done the math or if it's forty Swedish dollars. I don't know. Um, that's a. I mean, there's really? there's a lot here. Um. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he asked this questions okay. in the subreddit of bodybuilding. What are the downsides <laughs> of being above average in size? Besides the tearing? <laughs> I wish I could help you. Uh, I wouldn't I do not know. Um, also, what would happen if a bodybuilder slash strongman goes to jail? I mean, the people who work out and eat over 5,000 calories... I heard if they don't get enough on a day, their body shuts down and they feel terrible. So, for example, if a person who eats around seven to 9,000 calories a day goes to prison, what would happen to them? Well, they wouldn't be working out as like the same way that they are now, so they would just change their workout. <sighs> I don't think you worry about that in prison. I think you're going to have to yeah, worry about your, your gag, your reflex, gag reflex in prison, I'm buddy. thinking is going to get worse. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. This one it's not like going to be a ghost crank anymore. <laughs> God, if you're lucky, if you're if you're really lucky. Oh God, yeah. There's, not, I mean, there's a lot of stuff here, so maybe we could really get into this. But um, here's a good one. This is in the subreddit of books. Help with reading. Let me start this post by saying that I'm not a person who reads, since I've never got any images from reading, and I thought. That was just why. But recently I got diagnosed with ADD and dyslexia. I really want to read a book, um, and that's way different from watching something. Do any of you have the same issue? And if not, do you have mm. any tips? Hmm. Do you think that the dyslexia and ADD have anything to do with the fact that a ghost is Well, there's always a connection. Night? You just have to find that connection. Yes. Right. <laughs> we call that the oral system. I think Bale and Dunid talked about that in the, in the uh, appendix of their book. Yes. <laughs> yeah, does it talk about what? Ha- how do you handle the inflammation that comes from a ghost <laughs> violently face-fucking you <laughs> in the middle of the night? We're going to tw- yeah. have to tweet them that and see if they can give yeah. us some, some required reading on that. <laughs> Oh, God. please bleep that out. Please bleep that part out, Lance. If you, I don't know. If you're I think the it's one who edits this. 
Okay. <laughs> no, you got to bleep that remember. out. It's so bad. Okay. It was so bad because I really respect those two people. <laughs> and I feel like Maybe I just shit bit. all Maybe. over there. <laughs> Don't worry. They're not listening. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, there's no way. There's no way. Um, yeah. So I think the most reasonable thing is here that, that there's a ghost. For so get sure. rid of the ghost. For sure. Get rid That's of the ghost, could, and uh, I think your chance. gag reflex is going to go away. Yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> I think, um, uh, well, I think Lance. I think with that, uh, we've, just we've reached think a we new low any lower. Um, for the show, and yet we exceed <laughs> exceed my expectations. Here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Um, share with your friends <laughs> if you have any friends who are super into the Ghostbusters. Um. Maybe that's going to be the plot oh, of like sure. next year's Stranger Things is one of the kids starts having a really bad gag reflex. Because you remember they had that moment in like the end of season yeah. one where the one kid that who slug, got kidnapped yeah. like yeah. coughs, coughs something up, you know, in the bathroom. Yeah. Right. This is the same kind of deal, except it's a ghost and the ghost is <laughs> maybe it's a ghost of Barb. Nah. And Barb actually, no, I guess it couldn't really be Barb. Who else? Oh, yeah. The, Sean Astin died in the last. The ghost of Bob is going to just start violently abusing um, the. He really has. Yeah. No, he really sleep. doesn't. Will's been through a lot. Jesus. Will doesn't. Which need is why that. it will be Will. Will does not need that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Will has been through some shit. Um, so if you have any friends who are as depraved as you are, as you listen to this, share with them. I think they'll enjoy it. Yeah. Maybe don't lead off with the episode Probably. about the ghost crank, That'd but be wise. another one maybe from there. Um, rate and review us on iTunes, uh, or wherever you listen to your podcast. That always helps the show. You can hit us up on the web at www.workinginterferences.com. And we are on all the social bullshits. Social uh, we're on Facebook, Working Interferences, Josh and Lance. We are on Instagram at Winterferences. We're on Twitter at Winterferences. My Instagram is at Joshua Austin DDS. Correct. Lance is yours is DR Timmerman DMD. I don't think so. Did I miss anything? It's my turn for a song, so, I believe. An Italian song? I guess song an from accordion? A, a pretty new oh, song. Okay. It's not an Italian song. No, I don't know any... I, the only Italian song you know is like, if, when the moon hits your eye that's like a big pizza pie, <laughs> that's a ghost trying to. Um, this is I a band not. called The Wallows. Have you heard of The Wallows? They've got Duh. a song called Pictures of Girls. And it's it's got a little bit of a, oh, I don't know. um it's got kind of like Interesting. a Beach Boys vibe to it, is what I would say. Um, so it, it, I like it; it's good. Okay. It was kind of at the top of the of the alt charts for a little while, and uh, they're they're a band. They're from L.A. Um, and they are okay. I guess I would call alt rock. Um, All right. Wikipedia says they're post punk. Never heard okay. that before, but I'm gonna agree to agree. So this is going to be Wallows, cool. uh, Songs About Girls. Let's, I, th- I think you're going to like this one, actually. Um, so, so, so give this one, give this one a check. Um, so uh, enjoy your Wallows, everyone. For uh, Lance Timmerman, this is Joshua Austin. Peace. <laughs>